On today's show, we have a special interview with Armin Vartanian from Comfort Pros in Los Angeles, California. Welcome to Cracking the Code, the show that helps you overcome the challenges you face every day in contracting and keeps you on the cutting edge of emerging trends and best practices. Now, as I mentioned, we have this special interview that will be conducted by Mr. Scott Deming. He's going to talk to Armin about his company uh, called Comfort Pros in Los Angeles, California. In this interview, Armin's going to talk about how he got started, how he approaches education, and how he conducts his business to stay competitive in Los Angeles, California. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to EGIA's Cracking the Code video podcast series. My name is Scott Deming. I am your host. And this is a brand new program. And this is the program where we bring leaders from within the HVAC industry in to speak with you, with other contractors, to share their insights, their ideas, their processes, their passions, with the hopes that some of the things that they can chat with you about will help you to become a better contractor. And I'm really excited because my very first guest on this brand new show is Mr. Armin Vartanian from Comfort Pros. Armin, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Scott. How are you? I'm doing great. And thank you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And I'm so appreciative. I know how busy you are. And I really appreciate you taking the time out uh, to be with us today. So again, thank you. Uh, Armin, we're going to chat a little bit about some things, you know, everything from competition to customer service. Uh, but before we do that, would you mind sharing your story? And here's what I mean. I've sat down with contractors all over the country for years. And, uh, you know, everybody's got a, a story. Everybody started somehow, some way. But tell us, how did you get into HVAC, first of all? And then get into kind of into the Comfort Pros uh, story. Like, how did you start this company and, you know, what was that all about? So, you know, whenever you're ready, but share the Armin Vartanian story. Got it. So, Scott, uh, my story is fairly simple. A lot of guys, uh, I've, I've shared my story with a lot of people out there. Um, started in the HVAC industry when about 15 years ago. I was about 22, 23 years old. You know, I'm fairly young right now. So got a lot of years left ahead of me. Uh, started in the industry with my first job working for a friend's dad. So they hired me on board, gave me an opportunity, either a technician or a driver. Uh, 22 years old, not knowing much about in any industry. I started off as a driver delivering parts. I soon realized I don't want to be a driver. I want more out of this. So I built myself up to a technician. After I got the technician, I got my first pink slip. Ended up uh, getting fired, went to another job. They worked me as hard as they can, got rid of me, got, went to another one. And soon, sh shortly after that, I realized that's not the way any industry should be ran. You shouldn't get your employees and filter them out, get them to the next, uh, send them away from your company, they're gonna go looking for another job. So a few short years after I started in the HVAC industry, I wanted more. I got my contractor's license. I got into the industry as a contractor. I hired on my first couple of people and we went to work. I was out there in the field, you know, 14, 15 hour days, coming back, doing invoicing, doing quotes, writing up estimates, all of that. Um, just about eight years ago, I decided that, you know, I don't want to be working as a crop my whole life. I want to get more. I want more out of my business. I want more out of my uh, industry. So we started looking into different ways of expanding. 
uh, two years ago, we started off with Comfort Pros. So well, let me let me, let me let me ask you not to interrupt you, but how old were you when you yeah. decided you you wanted more? And I, and by the way, I, I have to tell you something. I love the story for one very simple reason. I knew when I was young that I was unemployable. And what I mean by that is I always wanted more. And I, and I knew one day that I would have my own company. And I started my own yep. ad agency when I was 26 and, you know, grew it into a national uh, company in, in, in a, you know, about five short years, 10 years. But how, like, how did you kind of keep that passion going? What was that all about? You were, you were a young guy. How old were you when you started Comfort Pros? And when you started it, talk about that. Was that scary? Was that something that you felt, you know, geez, am I going to do the right thing? Or you just, you, you put it all out there? Well, well, when I started Comfort Pros, Comfort Pros as a company has only been around for two years. Um, okay. The, but before that, it was called Green Technology Systems or GTS Air. And when I started GTS Air, I was only about 26, 27 years old. Um, I just, by by wanting more, I just wanted more stability. I, I didn't want more money. I didn't want uh, more employees. I, I just want more stability. I wanted something that's going to be... It's going to make me um, stable enough to start a family and everything. Um, so started off with green technology systems back when I was 27. Um, shortly after that, just like you said, I was unemployable. I didn't, I didn't have the skill set to work as an employee for someone. That's when I realized I wanted more. Um, when I got started with green technology systems it was a struggle and, and that, that was your company that was your company correct yeah okay yes, that was right. my company yeah when i i got licensing under green technology systems and when i started green technology systems uh, i was an employee trying to start a company that would benefit other employees and i was my only employee i went from being an employee of another company that was doing what I wanted to do, you know, own a business, have a bunch of employees to one person in a truck. It took me about five years or six years to realize I'm just an employee of my own company. And I wasn't treating myself very well in my own company. And so I wanted even more after that. So I did get engaged with uh, EGIA shortly after that. Um, got in got connected with Daikin. They showed me EGIA. We went through a bunch of training courses and I realized what I knew about business was nothing. Mm -hmm. no, no college education, very minimal college education. Um, I didn't have a clue of how to build my business. I didn't have a clue. I knew how to run service calls. I knew how to do installs. I knew how to keep my customers happy and um, how to give them the their refunds after they were upset. But that's all I knew. And that's when I started Comfort Pros. After that, I realized, you know, I cut my losses and build something that has culture, something that has a better stance, um, something I can hire employees with. Yeah. So we shifted from green technology systems to Comfort Pros. And it's going well and so far. So far, so good. Now, yeah. knock on wood, everything's been great. Um, it's been a little over two years. And the honestly, the EGIA platform is what helped me um, 
grow and expand and change my mindset. That's what the whole point was. Is I had to change my mindset in order for me to expand and be what I wanted to be. EGIA is an amazing organization and the relationships uh, that they're forging are just uh, incredible. And Daikin's also an amazing organization and having a partnership with them is also a great move. One of the things you said though, I hope that you can uh, inspire some of the other contractors out there. What you said was in, in so many words that you, you knew you didn't know enough and you recognized that you had the humility to recognize that you needed to understand and learn and know more if you were going to be the success that you wanted to become so i think that that's that's really awesome that you and you're continuing to learn correct i mean you're not you don't believe that it's yeah, you know course. you've got it all you know <laughs> i mean uh, i tell Every people every day and i tell you what you're a young guy i'm an old guy and our construction is never finished never ever ever we're always learning and if we're not then we're doing something wrong uh you know one of the things that you you also talked about was uh was was culture i want to get to that in a little bit but um this is a debate that i used to get into all the time when i was doing dealer meetings and and i'll and i'll give you a little bit of my background um i I owned a national ad agency and one of my clients for 13 years was one of the largest manufacturers of HVAC equipment in the world. I ran their distributor and dealer advertising and marketing and co-op uh, across the country. So I, I did a lot of, uh, of programs with contractors and I remember doing dealer meetings and there was this debate all the time about who would you rather compete with? Uh, would you rather compete with a really great contractor or would you rather compete with a guy working out of his truck. And of course, the first response from a lot of guys would be like, oh, I'd rather compete with a guy working out of a truck because you know I can beat him all day long in customer service. But the other part of that is that the, the guys working out of the truck who really don't care, who, some, uh, some unethical guys out there, they're ruining the reputation within your industry, making it harder and harder for you to go out there and, and convince somebody that you're a reputable firm. Would you agree with that? Hundred percent, ten percent. So I know that you compete with all sorts of contractors, from the best of the best to the worst of the worst, and I'm positive that you would probably rather compete with other other contractors out there who are doing the right thing. But what do you do if you can talk a little bit about what you do um, to stay competitive? And and I mean, you're out. Are you in the LA area? I'm in Los Angeles, yep. So house competition, pretty steep, isn't it? Uh, last last night I did the numbers, it was about 14,000 contractors <laughs> doing air conditioning and heating and uh, endless supply of uh, one guys in the truck and unlicensed guys uh, doing the same thing I did. Uh, yep. Yep. Within a ten mile radius. Yeah, you know? it's uh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so, so knowing that, and you know, again, you're gonna you're gonna run up against all different levels of competition. What are you doing, a to stay competitive, and then what are you doing to protect not just your reputation, Comfort Pros, but kind of the reputation of the industry? Because again, branding and brand building and sustainability is about really everybody understanding that is as one big kind of group if you can raise the bar it helps everybody it helps everybody within that group so what are you doing to stay competitive a and then b how are you what are you doing to kind of protect and preserve the reputation of comfort pros so one of the biggest things i found in our industry was unreliability kills our industry 
um, people who are not reliable. And we as a company, sometimes people feel like we're unreliable. We can't make it to appointments on time. That's a very big issue in our industry. We overbook when it's really hot out. You know, we got to get the business when the business is good. Um, but, but what I mean by reliability is contracting for something and promising something that you can't deliver. We over we tend to over promise and under deliver in our industry, and that's always been a big issue. And that's what you get when you're competing against the smaller contractors. You have to over promise, under deliver. You have to do shortcuts, and it's unethical. It's immoral. It's it's not good for the person you're doing business with. Um, like I said, thousands of people in the LA area. I'm in a five mile radius from where our shop is. I, I guarantee you, there are probably fifteen hundred guys in the truck guys who are working for another company who will come and do your air conditioning at your home, you know, for a day's wage. These guys don't know what's going on. These guys don't understand profit. They don't understand margins. They don't understand liability, but you got to stand above that. You have to understand though. You may have to compete against them price wise, quality wise, or presentation wise is where you're going to be a step above. And that's what we realized about two years ago. So about two years ago, um, I'm, I'm sitting there with a couple of the guys that were working for me, and I said, what can we do to be different? And just as we're sitting there talking about um, a couple of ideas, spitballing a couple of ideas, one of our technicians walks in and says, hey, can I get Friday, Saturday, Sunday off? And I said, what, what do you need the weekend off, man? It's going to be a warm weekend. Oh, I got to do an uninstall with my uncle. Uh, wait. You're, you don't have any contracted licensed contractors in your family. And, you know, he goes, well, I need the weekend off. Okay, fine. Take the weekend off. We didn't know any better. We just brushed it off. Right when he left, I had already given the weekend off. And I said, wait, why am I giving this guy a weekend off to go do work with someone else and build their company? And yeah, for sure, he's, he may be wearing our uniform. He may be using our tools. He may be doing all that. And that, that's undercutting our company. Yeah. So we decided, okay, well, we got to change our ways. We have to, we don't want to compete against the one guy in the truck. The one guy in the truck is always going to be cheaper. He has no overhead. He has no office space. He has no insurance, no workers comp, nothing. And that's 90% of them. Um, the other 10% were where we were. We were a couple guys in the truck and trying to build. We did everything right. We got our insurances. We got our general liability. Uh, we got processes, procedures, we started building everything to run our company correctly. Um, shortly after, we had a meeting with our employees and we told them, look, we're, we're changing the face of Comfort Pros. We're changing everything about it. We're changing our structure. And if you can't fall in line with what we need, then we'll, we'll have to find other people. Mm -hmm. Soon after, we found ourselves with a very shorthanded and a lot of employees who just wanted to go out there and make a day's wage. They didn't care about the customer. They didn't care about doing the right job. They just wanted to earn money. Let me ask you this, um, if, if I may. I don't, I, don't, I don't mean to interrupt you because you're, you're on a flow, but I'm going to forget. I told you I'm an old guy, and I'll forget if I don't ask you now. Uh, no you, sa you said we need to um, do the wrong thing. We need to under over promise and under deliver do you mean that that that's a given that in the hvac industry contractors in order to compete must have that kind of a 
of a of a mantra that they're going to overpromise and underdeliver or do you th are you saying that those are the ones who are ruining the reputation in the industry because I'm I'm of the belief and I always have been of of underpromising and overdelivering as best we can and you know there's a great book called The Ultimate Question by Fred Reichhold and he talks about good profit versus bad profit at the end of the day if you make $1000 in profit if you underdelivered and and overpromised if you cut corners or whatever you did if you made the same amount of profit that you would have made if you did the right thing, that's bad profit. At the end of the day, you don't see that on your P&L, but it's bad profit. So my question to you is, is this something that most contractors believe that they have to cut corners, that they have to do the wrong thing, and that they have to? Uh-oh. Are you there? Oh. I'm here. Oh, okay. <laughs> my, my screen yeah. just went black. Um, see, technology. Got to love this world of technology. So, but do you, do you believe that, that, that you have to do that? Or were you saying that that's what the belief is and you're changing that? That's where, that's where our belief ended up falling into. Um, so we're out there, we're competing against. So, so for example, we go out to a customer's house and we got a five ton system. Uh, we got a house, load calcs, everything ends up, you know, five ton system. Mm -hmm. We need ductwork. We can't deliver airflow properly. We have too high, uh, static pressures are off. Everything is wrong. We need ductwork. We need the system, condenser coil, furnace. We need the whole nine yards. And we go out there and we're bidding this job and we're pricing it right. We're pricing it fair. We're telling the customer, hey, it's going to take three, four days. This is what we're going to give you, Wi-Fi thermostat. So we're going to give you a media air filter. We're going to give you all the best ductwork, R8, R6, whatever it is. Change your register so you get better airflow. Mr. Customer, that price is, for example, $14,000. Well, customer turns around to you and says, well, no, I've already had three other bids. Okay, well, how much were they at? That's the next question that pops in, your, in the contractor's head is, well, how much were they? If you got three other bids, I'm the fourth person. What are you looking for, right? So, well, I'll, I'll beat their bid. That's the next question words that come out of most contractors or most salespersons mouths is i'll beat their bid show me what they have tell me what they're giving you tell me their price knowing that you want to do the right thing costs fourteen thousand to do the thing now you have to undercut yourself now you can do one one of two things you can either cut your profits and do the right thing with less profit or walk away from the job yeah the hardest thing to do for most people is walk away from the job. And um, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with Gary Ellix. Yeah. He showed me why I should walk away from a job. Yes. And we walk away from jobs all the time. It's because we can't do the right thing and make a, and make a fair profit, um, make a fair margin on that job. We can't deliver what we want to deliver. We can't deliver what we promise to the customer. So do you, you know, agree, do you agree with that? Like, I mean, I know that you've done it. So, but let me ask you this because a lot of, a, a lot of contractors are watching this and they're going to, they're going to ask themselves, geez, would I walk away from a job? But you know what? I've walked away from gigs. I've walked away from high paid gigs, speaking engagements, because I knew that I wasn't the person for this organization. And, you know, they're trying to convince me to come out and speak. And I just said, look, 
we don't, philosophically we're different. I, I, I don't have the expertise in this area that you're asking me to speak about. So in the end, it's better because I don't get a bad reputation for being a lousy speaker or for just going after every bit of business that I could possibly go after. So let me ask you this. You're walking away from business now. It hurts. I know it hurts like hell. But like Gary said, you if you if you can't do the job the right way and make a decent profit, then you don't belong there. Now that you've done yep. that, has that paid off for you? Yeah, it has. Explain so, how. So the conversation I had with Gary was in one of his workshops. Um, it was there were only five or six different companies there, and mm -hmm. I was one of them. And, I showed him our profit loss and our statements and our KPIs and everything, which we barely had any of because we didn't know where we were at. You know, we're a small company just starting up and everything, starting all over again. Everything I had from green technology systems, I had to forget because we're starting anew. Um, and the number he wrote down on a piece of paper on one of my sheets was 7% margin. I said, that's pretty good. You know, 7% margin, it's not bad, you know. I thought 7% was great. And the next thing he told me was, um, if you got, you're doing most of the work. So if you got injured, forget that 7%. It's not mm -hmm. going to cover anything. And that's what changed my narrative. That's what changed my mindset. Then I asked him, I said, how do I improve that? And he said, well, you got to know how much everything costs. Do you know how much your burden labor, um, uh, burden labor rate is? I said, no, what, what the heck does that even mean? He asked me if I uh, know exactly how much I'm spending to do a project. I said, no. How much does my ductwork cost? No idea. How much did it cost me to run 25 feet of line set? No clue. So then I realized I need to understand all that before I can understand my own business and understand where my pricing model should be so I can, again, make a decent profit and be fair to the customers. Because at 14, let's say $14,000, I may have been looking at a 50% markup and uh, Weldon Long talks about the markup margin really well. Um, but it's not a good margin or 100% markup, but it's not a good margin. And we realized, hey, we're, we, we did something that a lot of larger contractors did. We overpriced ourselves out of the market. We were overpriced um, when we were bidding against larger contractors who knew their numbers, knew their costs, and knew exactly how long it takes to do the job. And we were overpriced, uh, sorry, we were, uh, we were overpriced from them, and we were also overpriced from the one guy in the truck. The one guy in the truck, he didn't know his costs, and he just said, I need to make $500 today. I need to make $2,000 on this job. It's going to take me three days. So he gets his materials, usually has the customer buy the materials, Slaps on $2,000 for his labor and calls it a day. We so, have to understand that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was going to say, so So understanding really the, you know, granularly, the, you know, the, the, the costs that are going to every aspect of your, of your job, you don't have to bid the same thing from job to job because you know better now what things are costing you from job to job. So you found yourself getting more educated and getting more disciplined when it comes to figuring out your costs. That's obviously exactly. a great thing for a leader to do. That helped you to build a bid that you were very confident in. So now that you know that this bid is is meaningful, it's a good bid, it's great work, 
great value for the customer and a good profit for us. If the customer didn't buy it, you'd walk away. Am I correct? That's right. Okay. So have you ever walked away and just said, do me a favor? When, if and when, things don't work out for you because you're going for the inexpensive program here, we would love to help you out. And have you ever gotten a call because they realized that they should have gone with you in the first place? All the time. There you have we it. Just, uh, last, week, last week, we changed out two systems that were just installed less than six months ago. Completely ruined. And Completely your reputation, damaged. and now because of your reputation, I mean, you want you think about you know the Morton Steakhouses and the the top of the line uh, shoe stores, and why are they able and why are they able to charge more than other people? It's because people understand the value, they trust them, they believe in what they're getting, and therefore they're willing to pay a little more than they would for the the cheapo model. So your reputation in the industry now is of honesty and value, not just a great price. Because of that, you're able to charge what you need to charge to get the profit you want, correct? Yep, exactly what we're saying, yeah. Yeah, exactly. so, and so, you're, I, do you, so you're building your reputation as others are trying to shoot down the reputation of the industry. Do you feel like, do you ever talk to other contractors? Do you feel like it's actually helping the industry by doing what you're doing, at least within your area? Um, I've, I've met with some other contractors. Um, besides my company, I also run an air conditioning heating uh, department in a college. Oh, okay. so I, I do. Yeah, so I teach air conditioning and heating also. And I have about 50 to 60 different contractors that I have to meet with or at least get on the phone with just a chit chat. Mm -hmm. you know, how's it going? Can you hire some of our students? Uh, just introduce them to our program or tell them give them some insight about what we do. So in turn, I took that opportunity to also ask them what they're doing different in their company. Mm. So why would my student be a good fit for you? And so that's where, you know, we took that, I took that information, improved the program that we have at the college and took that information and brought it back to my own company. I saw, I took the good and kept it and improved on it and took the bad and said, this is not what I want to do. Um, is ethics one Other, of your is is ethics part of your program? Of course. Good of course. for you. Good and, for you. Uh, we, we talk to them. We actually get the guys outside of the door, and we have them knock on the door, walk in into the classroom as if they're uh, walking into a customer's home. The whole nine yards. You know, wipe your feet, stand three feet back after you knock. Everything. We let them know why. We tell them what makes that. Why do we do what we do? Um, we teach them that at the school. And that's also something I've implemented in my own company. I'm using my own company as kind of like a, 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 a guinea pig as, of sorts. I hire on the students that I've taught, bring them on and see if they actually do what we taught them. And it's worked great. Um, Good for you. That's awesome. What a great what a great way to build, to build a, a staff of, of great employees. Awesome conversation there, very enlightening between Armin and Scott. And if you want to catch part two of this, check us out on October 26th, and we're going to finish up this conversation. Listen, if you're not already an EGI member, I want you to hit the Join Now button up top, and you'll get a month, 30 days free access to all of the EGI Contract University content, 
and you're going to have the opportunity to dig in and really see what this is all about. Listen, we will see you next week. And until then, my friends, bye-bye for now.